Teresa? Gary? Long time no talk, stranger. I know. How's it going? Pretty good. I feel like it's been a month since we've talked. I figured <sighs> we haven't, we weren't going to do an, oh, am I interrupting you? We're not going to start, <laughs> we're not going to start the show off this way. We're, we're going to put the, we're going to put the, see, I just did it again. We're going to put the kibosh on that right now. What would you like to say? I, I don't even know. This is the problem. When you interrupt me, I lose my train of thought. <laughs> I think you, <laughs> you were saying it's been like a month. I was trying to remember. I was looking. The last episode I was on was July 15th. So yeah, about a month. Holy cow. I know, but it's okay. And I know it's been, I don't know. It's been kind of a weird, rough month for me. So a rough year for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, but especially this past month, it's just not been the best for a variety of reasons. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little hard to get back into the whole podcast thing. I think uh, I don't know. I think we're <laughs> we're struggling a bit. We lost our mojo. The mojo is mojo low at the moment. We need to find that magic and just make that magic again because. We're even so sporadic. And I thought I'd poke a little fun at it on the Marsham Toy Hour Facebook group this week by posting a poll asking the listeners if they thought we would have an episode on Monday. And I just put up two answers, yes or no. But I didn't close the option. So Anne uh, later followed with another option of something, something. What was her? How did she phrase it? You didn't say which Monday. <laughs> yes. And Anne was an absolute, she just killed the poll she was the poll slayer because everyone started selecting her option after that well the thing is though when you posted that i thought it was a joke so i didn't know if you were actually trying to be serious with it and i bet most people didn't really know if it was a serious question or not so what was funniest to me is at that point when you posted it we only had the one no and i was laughing because i was like they're the only one (laughs) right right now (laughs) It's, he was the only one that selected no, I think. I, that might still hold true, but at the time he was correct, but now we're going to release this and he's wrong. So, um, but yeah, it is up to you and I to get this this show up and rolling again. I don't know. I think we just need to get back into the zone, the podcast mindset, start looking in the news again, coming up with ideas, brainstorming, bouncing stuff off of each other, and I think we'll bring the mojo back because we... I think, honestly, it all started after five points because we got back. You had the move. So we were off for that. And then all my stuff kind of followed after it. So at first it was you and then it was me. And it just compounded into this perfect storm of podcast fallout. So, yeah, I don't know. But and I think you make a good point. I mean, George, we love you, but it is kind of on just us. So I don't know. I think you had a post about a B team or something. Yeah, Mark mentioned that, like having a, a replacements scenario. When we're when we're out, there's just a group of replacements that come in and fill in. And I don't know how you feel about that. It's not a bad suggestion. No, I mean, I think having other people to pull in as more, I guess, frequent hosts wouldn't hurt. I don't know if anyone would be interested. Or even just people, like, sometimes it helps just people, like, some people will DM us some stuff or, you know, message us with some things and that can kind of help put some news in front of us. So even stuff like that, if people have stuff they see or 
guest ideas or whatever. It's just because I feel like every time we try to post and get ideas, people don't really take it seriously. We just get weird stuff. I don't know. Whatever we need to do, whether it's a B team or just us getting our shit together again. But let's get our mojo back and let's keep this thing going, Gary. I don't want it to end. No, I don't want it to end either. I agree. We need to find our. We need to get back to things. One time we did do a thing with Yaniv where we let him produce for a week. Maybe we tr- need to try that again. Let a listener either they can find the guests or they can bullet point all the topics or all the such and such. And that's what Yaniv did. And I think that episode turned out really well. And actually, I think did Yaniv host that episode as well? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I mean, I think he came on and he led the entire discussion. Okay. I mean, he basically said, "All right, let's talk about X." So yeah, we could try that. That could be fun. Because that's where we need to help. Or I think we should also force George to host one day, because <laughs> could you George imagine? needs to be George <laughs> needs to be in the hot seat. Picture him. We say George. Gary and I are going to sit back. You lead the convo. You lead discussions. You bring up stuff you want to talk about. I don't even know what that would be like. I have a feeling it'd be, you know how George is when we bring up stuff and he's always like half listening, has no idea what we're talking about. He's on mute, watch sculpting and watching something else, barely listening to us. Yeah, he'd turn the tables and he'd bring up some action figure, Glios, whatever thing. And we'd we'd both be like, "Uh, what? (laughs) We've both been glossed over. What? It'd be it'd be George talking to himself the whole episode because you and I would be clueless. That would be a fun episode. I'd be really curious to see what you and George are like together without me. Uh, that'd be what hard. That I don't be know. Like? You're kind of our in betweener. I don't know. Okay. I feel like I know George some, but I don't know. Anyway, you want to talk some toys? Let's talk some toys. What's do we been going do on? A- are we doing a Marsham intro? I'll do it right now. Hey, toy family. Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And no George. No George, because no we didn't George. even let him know we're recording. This was something that I was <laughs> Sorry, talking George. I was talking with Teresa last time. I was like, hey, we haven't talked in a long time. Let's catch up. And they said, you know what? Let's just jump on a cord in the morning and catch up that way. So... George, sorry, buddy. We just this is this is impromptu. I'm proud you have decent amount of pep since it's morning for you. We made a donut run with the kids. I got some sugar in me. I gotcha. What what kind of donut? I need to know. Chocolate ice donut with some some sort of white cream in the middle. Oh, like a cro- like you went to like a grocery? Yeah, I get grocery. Hagen. Ah. What? Hagen. Hagen. H a g g e n. The Hagen line is kind of like a, kind of like a Whole Foods, more oh. organic. Huh. Pretty good. Never heard of it. Anyway, but yeah. So real quick, because I think I think there's something fun we can talk about. But guess what showed up on my doorstep right before we hopped on? Oh, you won that crazy waffle thing. Is that what showed up? It is. Holy shit. So explain this one. Yeah. So Corey of Strange Check Toys decided to waffle one of your 20 inch stag dunnies, the brown and pink version. Mm-hmm. And obviously I, I got the gray one and the yellow and I really, really liked it. But I hadn't decided if I wanted to splurge and get both. And so when he posted up that 
waffle, I thought, what the hey? Like, I'll join in. Why not? This is, you know, $650 toy. I have a chance to get it for, I don't know, like 30 bucks or whatever. Sure, peace. So in the main waffle, I think I just entered in one slot or something, but then he did a mini. And I did a couple of slots there and I won the mini. And when I won the mini, that gave me like eight extra slots in the main. And lo and behold, one of the random numbers I selected for the mini won the freaking thing. It was <laughs> insane. And actually, the winning of the waffle happened during my crazy month. So it was kind of this weird moment where I was dealing with all this crap. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I won this thing. But anyway, because I was in and out of town and dealing with some stuff, Corey didn't ship it right away. So he shipped it when I got back from Florida. And it just showed up from UPS today. So Wow. Uh, I still cannot believe, I think at the end of the day, it was like less than 60 bucks. I mean, I'm extremely happy for you, but really bummed for myself because I have five samples that I've been waiting to sell and I was depending on you (laughs) buying one of those. So now here's this thing. I have five of them, but I don't want to put them online. I don't, I really want these to end up in the right hands of people who want them and appreciate it. I don't want to give them to a flipper because these are my own personal samples. So I was relying on you being that person and you giving me some some money. I'm sorry, Gary. The luck was on my side. I guess so. So I I'm beyond excited. I actually I haven't even opened yet opened it yet. And the box looks a little sketch. UPS kinda did a number on it, so fingers crossed it's okay. I know there's a crap ton of styrofoam in there, so yeah, after we hop off yeah, so after we hop off, I get to open. Open it I now. Can't that will take forever. You don't want to do that online. On record. I could, I could do, I could do the whole fast forward sound effect. All right. Okay, we're doing this. I gotta go downstairs. Boop, boop, boop. Low budget fast forward sound effect. Oh, I forgot. It's a box in a box. Duh. With some styrofoam corners and everything, you should be good. Okay. Panel. Okay, question. Do you think people should keep the shipper box for 20-inch dunnies? No, just get rid of that stuff. Unless you think you're going to resell it. It's hard to toss stuff, Gary. I got to go through some kind of, like, exorcism that forces me to purge. What you need is some kids to make some box forts out of this stuff. I can send you two. No, don't send me more boxes, Gary. No, kids. Oh, no thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay man this is whoo that's some vinyl smell oh okay this looks better in person it's a lot darker in the photos yeah that's I, I i yeah the photos i they look nice but i knew it was not representing the toy Cause you're right. The, the no. photos look so dark and so rich, and that's not how it is. Yeah, cause the pink looks like full on hot pink hot in the pink. photo. Yeah, and I don't know if that and... was just how it came across in the photo, or if that was adjusted. But yeah, so much yeah, better and the, in person. The brown, the brown looks really dark. Yep. Yeah, this looks nice. Man, I cannot believe it. This is insane. I. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, have fun trying to find a spot for that one. All right, now let's move on to some toy talk. Okay, 
So let me get back upstairs. I'm just going to leave my mess. I just made a giant mess. Okay. You ready? Yep. Talk other stuff? Okay. So anyway, I just had to mention that because, cause yeah, it's exciting. So I'll, uh, I don't know. I still cannot believe I won that. But You got some luck with winning things. You won that. You won. And you win like the big grand prize sort of stuff. I actually surprisingly, I don't know. I have won a few Instagram contests and this waffle was a crazy win. But I've definitely lost a lot on waffles too. So, <laughs> so that's kind of even down. If you win now that I- horrible adorables autumn stag adorable that they made. Oh, that'd be nice. And Can I- you please let me buy it off you? Uh, no, if I win, I win. Sorry. Fair and square. And I actually went in and act- uh, added a few last minute uh, spot purchases. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think, don't they pick it today? If you mean a time of record, yeah. Like So they're going to announce the winner Monday, August 11th. Yeah, okay. But yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, but let's talk other toys. So something exciting coming up next weekend Next weekend? Next weekend. It's the second Pop Mart show of the year, BTS. BTS, that's right. BTS. Yeah, I would highly suggest people not search that hashtag because what they're going to get back is a Korean boy band and they're all smiling very uncomfortably back at you. Just don't do it. Oh my. Search the actual word, Beijing Toy Show. Yes, I agree. But BTS, Beijing Toy Show is coming up it's going to be august 16th through 18th and talking about the hashtag gary so bts and a lot of these overseas shows a lot of times it can be hard to follow the news of what's going to be releasing and what's going to be at these events but i think popmart does something kind of cool if you know where to look for it have you seen the way they format um the different toy releases for their events i haven't so what Popmore does is they actually release news via the WeChat app. I know we've talked about WeChat before, and I actually I don't get into it often, but I do have it on my phone for the rare occasion where I realize I may need to go in there to find some toy news. But they release these, they publish these links, and I kind of equate them to like a giant promotional poster, but in digital form. And it's these crazy long pages of pictures, but with each photo, it shows toy that's releasing, who the artist is, what booth it's going to be at. It even says the price ahead of time. And it might have even more info, but it's only partially English, so I can't entirely interpret everything in there. But it actually is really, really nice because if you think about it, a lot of times when we're prepping for other events, even like a decon in our five points, there's not really a one-stop shop where you can just go and find out everything. You kind of have to follow certain artists or check out the blog or see what people are posting in groups, check out hashtags. So even though it seems like it's really hard to find BTS use, if you know where to get it, it's actually really nice. This is really cool. This You just sent me the link, so I'm seeing it for the first time. And I saw something similar to this on the Toy Chronicle. They did a BTS thread, but I didn't know. So this is what you're seeing on WeChat, I guess. But to describe to listeners, it's kind of like a giant catalog. It's just scrolling, kind of like scrolling through an IG feed and all the toy releases there are all in this one link with prices, names, company, booth number, everything. This is, I wish all conventions did this. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's also the the fact that they include, I mean, there's the toy and the booth and everything, but the fact that they also know pricing info, I don't know, just to me that that's, that's like a huge game changer as a collector because so many times when you're trying to prep, you if you're trying to budget or anything, it's really hard to know what something's going to cost. You might have a point of reference from a previous purchase or if you've bought from that artist before, but a lot of times you're going in blind. And you're just, you have a general idea, but you may not know what something's going to be. So it's super helpful. And honestly, it's super helpful from a muling perspective, because being that I can't go to BTS, if I'm trying to reach out to someone and say, hey, can you grab this for me? I have an easy, easy link to go check out and I can kind of screenshot it and even know what it's going to cost me generally. So, yes. But what I've noticed is that maybe it's because it's a language thing. Maybe I'm not seeing it because it's, I think it's written in Chinese. Does it make any mention of size? Yeah, that, that is kind of the one con because I, it doesn't. And again, unless it's written in that text, we can't really read. So that's the one thing that's tricky is it can be really hard to know how big these pieces are. And you know me, I'm very particular so it can be really hard because there have been times where, uh, you know, you eye something and you think you want it. And a lot of times you have to, you know, you have to say, hey, I want this thing. You can't wait until more pictures start coming out to give you an idea of that size reference. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where I've it's not been the size I expected, either bigger or smaller than I had in my head. And size matters to you. Size matters. That sounds dirty. Oh my gosh. I did not I did not put that into your head. You did that. Yeah. That was all you. Usually you're the one telling me that the things I've said could be interpreted. That's cuz you're really bad at it. I cuz I don't my when I'm speaking Gary, I'm not thinking in my head that I'm saying anything that could be spun into a dirty connotation. But yeah, so anyway, uh flipping through all these links and stuff, there was something I saw that I thought you might think was really cool. There's a new Kossing Lung piece. Uh, so you know Zamomo, the character by Kossing Lung, that you say is basically a version of Lububu, but it's, it's not Lububu. It's but, but it's the larger-headed Zamomo character, wider smile. But they're releasing a new version of Zamomo as a dino called Goji Momo. And it's Zamomo's head on kind of a T-Rex, Stegosaurus combination kind of body, kaiju body. Did you see it? I do see it. I'm not a fan of this particular gray-purple colorway, but I love the concept of this. It's awesome. And it's, I bet, again, size context, hard to know, but I have a feeling it's on the large side, similar to Zamomo, which is a pretty decent hunk of vinyl. I'm glad it's not a, like a properly licensed Godzilla version. I, I th- at least I don't think it is. This seems just like a kaiju-y Zamomo. Exactly. I like, I like it. You know, there was actually um, something else that I saw for Lububu that I'm curious what you think about. Um, there's a crap so ton of Lububu. I'm going through this link. There's there's a lot of Lububu. He's blowing up. A lot of- Almost yes, to the but- point of oversaturation, though. I don't know, but I mean, they are doing a lot of colorways, which in a way I think is good because you should have a likelihood to pick it up and pick a colorway, like wait for the right colorway. 
But I think in the same sense of blowing up, one thing I think is really cool, they've gotten picked up by a license. They're doing some, they're pulling themselves in the license world. Um, so I actually saw some news of Lububu and working with Illumination, but they're uh, Lububu minions. Yeah, I just saw that. So what do you actually. think? Um, it translates really well. The crossover with the minions is great. So it's Labubu and Zamomo as two different minions. And they look really nice. Does it appeal to me? No, it's not something I would buy. Just because I like Labubu doesn't mean I'm going to want these. And it makes me a little fearful that... Is what I love about Labubu going to be tarnished? Or is the shine of what I like about Lububu going to be gone a little bit? I don't think I'm I'm still going to love the original Lububu stuff that Causing Lung had intended. But I feel like this is probably going to go the way of the Molly, right? Like, so how Molly has become, basically there's a Molly f- mass market appeal for anyone and everybody out there. It's been done in everything, done in different, different licenses. And I kind of feel that's how maybe Lububu is probably going to be going. I did, I did not see... Labubu being a platform for different licensed properties, but I'm sure we'll probably end up seeing a Stay Puff or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or, you know, a SpongeBob. So it's going to be different. That's all. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because I, I agree. On face value, I actually really like these. I think it's a really good collaboration yeah. and the, the two styles mesh perfectly. So they're, they're great. But I. I kind I get your point though about I I get what, I'm trying to figure out the right word too. It's almost like you're a little bit bummed because it's this thing that was artist driven and felt kind of special, limited in a sense, and it's just becoming a bit oversaturated and it's losing some of that spark, I guess. But at the same time, it doesn't turn me off or make me like the non-licensed stuff I have bought or want to buy any less. Because, right. like, you bring up SpongeBob. SpongeBob has, like, infiltrated our scene. I feel like everyone and their mother got their hands on that license. But you think about, like, some of the big things I collect are, like, Zeke Dinos or Elfies from Unbox. And they release some SpongeBob, you know, licensed stuff for those products. And I wasn't really into them. But I don't look at my shelf of Zeke Dinos and Elfies now and like them any less. I mean, I still love those things that I collect. So yeah. I don't mind seeing the blending of worlds, but I also get how it can be a turnoff or a bit of a bummer. I mean, think about like the Kid Robot Batman Dunnies, right? Do I have to? <laughs> no. But, but it's kind of that idea, right? Certain things, if you're really passionate about, when they turn into a licensed direction, can really bum people out and, and kind of change the opinion of things. If done yeah. right, it's fantastic. These Laboo Minion ones, they, they work really well together. It's the more forced collaborations yeah. that don't work. I've seen Ugly Doll ones with the heroes, the Marvel or whatever. Those did not work at all to me. They, but there's certain... There's certain licensings that make sense. And I'm a hypocrite here because I own only one Laboo figure and it's where the wild things are one. <laughs> so in that regard, but I don't know if that one's an officially licensed one. I know these illumination ones are, but like, so if I guess if it's, if it's meaningful to someone, like I'm looking at this Uwamu, um, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man one. That's great too. I really like it. 
And speaking of the license thing, so you know the raise up your hands yep. toys, the Ryu, is it R-Y-U-H? Yep. Okay. Uh, no, raise, R-U-Y-H, raise up your hands. <laughs> See, I'm an idiot. So that one is also seemingly kind of going in the same direction because they did, did this little three uh, a three set and it's Toy Story themed. Yeah, but again, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. But I think you make a point about there are some licensed collabs that go wrong and that they just don't mesh and it's like you just slapped this license on top of it. And there's some where I think they've blend the worlds pretty well. And I think this is another example where it's kind of a good merger of the two. It's the, still the original designer toy character, but spun into a Toy Story theme. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of this there's stuff. There's always those different lines. Like, you're talking about Toys R Plus. They're actually, um, I don't know if you've seen the Doodoo character. That sounds bad. It's D-O-U-D-O-U, not like poop doo-doo. <laughs> but Doodoo is like a, gosh, I don't know if it's supposed to be a Fennec Fox or a Sheba dog. But anyway, thinking about like licenses and stuff, they're going to release at Beijing Toy Show both a large and a mini version of Doodoo, so the regular and the baby, and they look like solely from Monsters, Inc. So it's a blue with purple spot colorway. And when you look at it, you think Monsters, Inc., but it's not officially licensed. Right, exactly. So it's only the paint application that's making it relatable to Toy Story or Monsters, Inc. or whatever. We see it; people do it all the time with they take their figure and they give it a Skeletor colorway or you know, whatever, SpongeBob or, or whatever. It's, sometimes it's only the colors make it license relatable. And I think that's one thing that's different. I don't, I don't, I'd have to think about it for, for a while, but I think designer toys has gone into the direction where it's more wanting to be more mass market appeal than when I first started. I think when I first started, it was all about just original creation, original IP, small runs. And now people really just want to tap into anything pop culture related to get a little more sales. And it's not always just pop culture related. A lot of times it's just the theme. I got, well, these Labubu ones. The Labubu is now doing themes that can relate in the same with the Molly that can relate to a lot of people out there. So they did the band series and now they're doing for BTS. It's going to be a sports series where anyone who's into baseball or weightlifting or any sport that's in in the Olympics, they'll now have a Labubu that matches that. So it's kind of that it's kind of always been going on food, circus, space. There's something that someone always taps into that might have a little more wide market appeal. Same thing with colorways. People might like Neapolitan ice cream or watermelon or candy corn. There's always something someone's trying to tap into to get people to relate to their original design in a more personal manner. Right. Well, and that's kind of honestly the idea of these theme series and just pumping out various series for different characters is becoming a common thing for Pop Mart. I mean, I am seeing so many blind boxes being pumped out from them. Like you said, there's the Sport Labubu series. There's another Fluffy House series called Fluffy in the House, which is like a spin on kind of hip hop style. We're seeing a second OK Luna Kid Fox series that's summer themed. We're even seeing um, Demo which is that Mountain Toys character that I think came up on the ST episode, STS episode with Candy. It's like yep. a little boy with the cloud character head. But 
Pop Mart picked them up and they're releasing the first series of Demo in like an animal theme at BTS. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just part of what you, when you go through these links, there's just blind box series after blind box series after blind box series. And it's just what they're doing. And it seems like they're churning all this stuff out with no signs of stopping. And I don't know, I keep, I kind of feel like I find myself on the fence between, is it like an awesome bring me more feeling or a too much too fast? They are hitting it pretty fast, but they're doing phenomenal stuff. The Pucky series is amazing. It's the Boo Boo. They're great looking series. I mean, this, I'm looking at the sports one now. It, it almost looks like a, a like a, an Olympics promotion. Honestly, you know what it looks like? It looks like Smurfs to me. Remember back in the, you probably Smurfs is probably before your time, but I used to go to a Hallmark store and they would have hundreds of Smurfs. They would have hefty Smurf, angry Smurf. They wanted to cover every single personality trait and sport. And like the Smurf had something for everybody. And that's kind of what Molly and LaBooBoo seem like to me. They they seem like Smurfs. Yeah, I, I get what you're coming from. But where they're where they're just going, it's definitely where they're headed. And I think you're right. LaBooBoo is headed the way of the Molly, where Molly at this point, I feel like I've seen a million bajillion different blind box series themes, as well as larger figures that are licensed or even non-licensed, but still related to a certain theme. So there's, it does seem like it's headed in that direction. I don't, you know. It's this, not bad, but one. it's it's just, I think it just goes away from what the original intention that Kossing Long had for it. Like, did he always have this envision that his character is going to be playing ping pong and baseball and weightlifting? Because in my, in mind, it always, always kind of had a where the wild things are vibe. Maybe these characters of his kind of lived in the forest and then their own yeah. little world. And now this is just... Anything and everything, Laboo does everything. And that's, I'm not really into that side of it. I'm still kind of very much into the Laboo I discovered two years ago. So let me ask you this. Think about your characters. Whooper Looper, Sylvan, Hermes, whatever, right? You, you know, this is a, your, they're your, pa- your passion, your characters, your vision. But if you got the opportunity to work with Pop Mart, Right. And Pop Mart said, we want to make more of your stuff. And part of that meant making blind box series that maybe start out where it's just a, you know, a simple series of a, uh, creating sort of a character line. Right. You think about Fluffy House or OK Lunar or LaBooBoo even. Right. There are certain characters that are always at the face value what are going to be in every series. But then they start producing, you know, cooking themes and sports themes and whatever. Would you want that? I like to think that I would stay true to whatever the what's right for the character, but at the same time, I can see where money would persuade someone to do stuff like this, or knowing that doing this is going to really further your brand. I get why it's done. It's just, you know. But I mean, do you think you're sitting here and you're saying, you know, from your perspective with Kossing Long and Labubu and all that, in a way, it it bums you out a bit. Would it bum you? Cause you think about it from their perspective, they're probably excited. They're getting all this opportunity, all this, these different ways to bring their characters of to course. life. So part of me is like, I think it'd be cool to see like all these crazy variations of whooper loopers eating burgers and whatever. It would be so, great, but we'd be having the same discussion. Let me flip, let me flip this on to you. You're a huge fan of Ryniak and Amanda Louise Spade. 
what if Thimblestump Hollow all of a sudden has a sports series, a space series, or Skinned and Minion? How would you feel? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, it'd be weird. It'd be weird, right? It'd be weird. Yeah, because I mean, that's it, not the original tension they have in mind for it. You kind of know what Chris Chris's world is, and then right, you're, then it's, it's going to a more mass market appeal. I get I get what you're saying because you're right. I mean, you have in your head this vision of these mythical. A lot of the, I think a lot of our favorite characters and a lot of what designer toys is created of is made up things it's these creations that people have pulled out of their brain that don't exist in the real world which makes them all that more fun and all that more great so in my head yes like i'm picturing the world of bindlewood and thimble Apollo and all their different critters they live in their own little fantasy world so to see them brought in and be spongebobified would be really weird <laughs> It would be weird. Can that be a term that we carry throughout the scene now? If something has been bobified, it's been what we're talking about right now. Bobified, you're shorting it down. You bobified. don't like sponge. Sponge bobified, it's a bit much. Okay, I like bobified. How about yeah. smurfed? If something got smurfed. Smurfed. I like that. We coined a new term. <laughs> but no, I think you flipping that and making me think of it from that perspective. I, I get what you're saying. But... I think there is still that middle ground where if they were to do, say, a theme series like Thimble Stump Food, they actually um, – I think if you go to the Thimble Stump Hollow account on Instagram, they it was like a little sketch. I'm not sure if they're actually doing it. But like they had turned one of their characters into an ice cream cone. And that was cute. I liked that. Where I could see maybe playing with it a little bit on the theme side of doing like a spin of food themed characters. Mm-hmm. I could be into that. But I, I think pushing it to the point of the license thing would feel weird for sure. So, yeah. okay. okay. I want to go back to one thing though. So this whole idea of too much too fast with Pop Mart, I think I'm with you like they're doing a fantastic job and everything they're creating is I think doing very, very well. But the one thing I will say is like, while it's great and I love the growth, I do think I've shifted a bit in my collecting style of part Mart, pop Mart things as a result of the pattern they've been developing. And then one thing it's because it's become easier to get my hands on stuff from them. Now that they're, they're blowing up and us retailers are selling a lot of it. I feel like I'm not as caught up in that impulse of needing to buy. There's certain toys in the scene, right? Like your whooper looper sales. I'll use that as an example. Or even some of like Chris and Amanda stuff or or quicks or whatever. But there's certain things that release and it's kind of a now or never moment, right? You're waiting for the drop time and you know it's going to sell fast and that colorway is is limited, never going to come again. If you're going to buy it, you need to buy it then. But I think with a lot of the Pop Mart stuff, particularly the blind box, the blind boxes, we I have time to think. Yeah, I'm not as quick to pre-order a full case, um, you know. And I'm even debating like if it's a theme that I'm like, mm, I don't know, like I'm not sure I'm into that theme. I feel like I can wait and see what's coming next because 
I'm expecting there's going to be more and more than likely relatively soon. So it's a shift for me in my collector style. I can see that. No, definitely. If it's if you know what's going to be sitting around for a while, if you know they made thirty to 50,000 units of something, and I think that's kind of what happened to the whole Duddy market for a while there, is once you make too much and the sellout stop happening, collectors like yourself realize, eh, I can wait. And so I hey, think that's just, what's happened with you. Yeah, it's not only that, but it's also, and I think part of it is also just a product of the shift in my collecting style. I'm trying to be less impulsive. Yeah. And so when I look at a series, there's usually my initial reaction of like my squee, like, Oh my God, that's so cute. But then I take a minute and I'm like, okay, do I really like this theme? Do I really need a full set or am I okay with certain ones? And is it better to hunt down those specific ones than to play the blind box game? So I feel like I'm, you know, I'm maturing in my ways, so to speak. And and... I'm, I'm proud of you, but at the same time, the economy needs you. Get back to the old Teresa. Oh, goodness. It's not just me <laughs> driving this scene. There are plenty of other wonderful people out there purchasing awesome goodies. So There are. And so to further and strengthen the toy economy, we should probably help direct them to our amazing toy shop sponsor. So we have three great stores that help sponsor this program. Strange Cat Toys, My Plastic Heart, and 3D Retro. Uh, two of which have amazing promo codes for our listeners to use. So if you go to strangecattoys.com, load up that cart, and use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout, you will receive 10% off that entire order. That's a great discount. I happen to know that they have two 20-inch autumn stag dunnies available. That's a $650 price tag, but use our promo code MARSHAM. You can get $65 off that. That's really, really good. Otherwise, another promo code, you can go to MyPlasticHeart.com. If you happen to live in the States and spend $75 or more, you'll receive free domestic shipping. Sorry, no uh, shipping codes for you international listeners. And then there's 3D Retro. 3D Retro has a beautiful brick-and-mortar location out there in Southern California, Burbank adjacent. I've never seen it in person myself, but I've seen it on behind the counter. I've seen lots of videos of it. It looks beautiful. So if you're in the area, be sure to stop by and check it out and say hello to Ben and the rest of the 3D Retro gang. They're, they're a great a bunch of people. Um, otherwise, you can visit them at 3DRetro.com. And then to stay on top of all the latest and greatest in designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. And get the Toy Chronicle app for your phone. Download it any one of your favorite app stores. That's how we stay on top of the news. Most of the stuff that we're talking about in this episode we got from them. So be sure to download that. I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about theme series. So since you brought it up, did you see that... Pop Mart's going to be doing an OK Luna Gooby the Fox blind box series. And it's going to be summer themed. So that seems right up your alley. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the little seal one? The seal pup? They're pretty cute. They're adorable. Oh, my God. I, I knew yeah, you would like those. There's no sad faces on them. Oh, it's perfect. They're super cute. It's got the right theme, the summer series. Um, even the the... the demo animal series that's coming out i'm super excited because demo is one of those things that i've not found a way to really easily buy so this will be a way to get my hands on it and it's a super cute animal theme so i do dig that animal theme when it's like a character in a like an animal onesie 
or like an animal hat. The the demon ones are really nice. I like those. You mentioned the fluffy house in the house series. Yo yo yo! What do you think of that series? Because it's like an urban street scene. It's got boomboxers and dance troops and break dancers and skater kids and graffiti. It's like, I don't know that this is a series that relates to you, but I know you like Fluffy House characters. It's not my favorite. Um, I, there are other Fluffy House series that have come out that I like better. Um, but at the same time, it kind of cracks me up because... I don't know. They're like, there's like a little freaking beatboxing ordinary bear, which is hilarious. Do you think this appeals uh, to the urban side of collectors or is this too yeah. stereotypical? Yeah. I mean, it is a bit stereotypical, I guess. So I don't know if like the true hip hop urban folks of the scene would look at this and be like, yeah, I don't know you. So there's, there's like a skater kind of theme in here and you're into the skate scene. Like, how do you feel about it? It has skateboards. I mean, that's about as far as it relates to it. And that's, and sometimes that's all it takes is that little bit of relatability, but does it tap into me as an 80 skater kid directly? No. But would I pick up that one skater cloud pushing off? Yeah. I like that one, but I don't know that I would need the rabbit one. That's just sitting cutely on the skateboard just because there's a skateboard. But that's the thing with the series is it's very outsider looking in designing stereotypical portrayals of all these different urban groups, right? So they got the, the break dancers, the graffiti kids, the skater kids, the maybe dance troupe. There's one that looks like it's like a bouncer, drug dealer, rabbit, the cash money tycoon. It's so they're, it, they're fun. It's a fun series, but I don't know that I would take my chances on it as a blind box series as a whole, but open box. Yeah. I might pick up one or two. Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite fluffy house theme for sure but there are a few in there that i think are are cute enough that i might go for them yeah speaking of fluffy house did you see that they're doing a collaborative toy with the man of us all oh yeah the um the clouds yeah i did so i'm curious what you think of these because i know you like fluffy house and a man of a cell and these but at the same time i also know what your triggers are and these might be a little sad depressed an age looking for you. Yeah. Th so there's the, the series that they're working on collaborating with Amanda Vassell on, uh, it's a set of three. So what they've done is it's, I guess I'd interpret it as Amanda Vassell's interpretation of the fluffy house characters, Mr. White cloud and little raindrop. Yeah. Um, and naturally Mr. White cloud, just for context, Mr. White cloud actually naturally has like a meh basic face he does not smile um so in a way it kind of aligns with that but you're right they've got a cool kind of vintage feel that distressed look that's very much uh, Vassell but for me they're not they're not there for me from a like a you're right from like a mood perspective there's like the dark sad cloud the kind of medium meh cloud and then they did kind of a happy one but the colorway i think the the colorways are a little too vintage for me yeah see i know you I, this is exactly what i thought you were going to say what about the if you can just buy the little raindrop character by itself uh the happy one probably i could see myself doing that although at the end of the day i'd probably still prefer the regular raindrop style 
from Fluffy House because it's cuter. Actually, do you know? I was trying to figure out, um, like what what are they made of? Like, are they are they produced? Are they vinyl resin? Do you know? Yeah, it says the vinyl figure set will be be available in three editions. Oh, you to buy it as a set? No, 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 no. The 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 rain cloud and the raindrop they're considering a set. Ah, I got you. Okay, the pair. And it's available in three different editions. Cloudy Day, Black Cloud, and Shine. Rain and Shine. Yeah, rain. Yeah. I was just curious what you thought. I know it's too big for you, you collecting-wise, but I thought maybe you'd be into it since you're in the Fluffy House. It's a nice collaboration, but for me, it's just not quite there. Not enough to get me to pull the trigger. What else was seen at BTS? Okay, I want to go back because when we were talking about food themes. So, have you seen Feci? I have seen Feci. And I kind of like it. I actually like it too. Okay, so I actually found it while perusing some Instagram hashtags. And Toy Chronicle actually posted about it. So I'm looking at this and I go in and the this Feci character is made by, I guess, a, an artist or company called Lola Lai Toy. Am I saying that right? Lola Lai? You think that's right? Yeah, probably. But, so I did not know the name of the character. And I'm going through and I'm looking at it. And I would equate it to this kind of cute little blobby character, but it's got, there's a couple different themes. So there's one with like a bunch of little veggies on him. There's one with a bunch of sweets. There's one with chocolate. Um, Sometimes they're kind of smiling or making a little uh, surprised O face or whatever. But I saw this, I was like, oh, there's like some super cute, you know, toy, like food toy themed things, like super adorable. And then I seen the name Feci. And I had this, like, moment of, that's a weird name. And then it hit me. It's freaking poop, Gary. <laughs> I had the exact same experience. I, I fell in love with it just visually by opening up the image. And then you see the name. Then I'm thinking, that's eh, international. Maybe it translates differently. But the name is spelled on, on toilet paper, so it's obviously poop. But it's not in your face about it. It's it's a lot. Once you know it's called feces, you realize it's meant to be, like, a turd. But... I think what I like about it is if I pretend not to know the name and I pretend that it's not poop themed, you don't know it's poop and it's mm-hmm. still cute. Yeah. And the cool I don't know if you saw too, and I don't know if they did the same for the chocolate and the candy, but when they did the veggie one, the veggies were actually separate pieces and the main character was magnetic. So you could put them on wherever you want. Oh, that's cool. Really? Isn't that cool? Yeah. If you scroll through, um, we can include the link, obviously, in the notes. But if you go to the Lola Lai Toy Instagram and scroll down. You're right. You no, I'm at, I'm at Toy Chronicle. It's awesome. That is brilliant. So you can kind of pick and play and put them wherever you want. And it's cute. I Actually, I'm trying to figure out, too, if the mouth is magnetic as well. Because if you look at the candy indigestion version. Different I'm mouths. Seeing three different, I'm seeing their different faces. Do you think they're interchangeable mouths? Uh, I think they are. Like it's a soft, soft resin magnet. The parts include the body, the base, different mouths, and then all the different like things you pin on it. And this this veggie one was thirty bucks plus shipping. That's so cheap. This is brilliant. There's two. There's not enough pieces. It's only fifteen. A company needs to contact this producer and 
make these uh, make productions. These. Yeah, this is a great idea. I love it. I love this idea of almost having like a mini refrigerator toy that you can stick magnets to. Yes. And I love the interchangeable mouths. That to me, because if they had just had the mess sad mouth, I would have been a little bummed. Oh, I wonder if you can spin it. I bet it's the same mouth and you can either put it sad or happy. Yes, you will be able to. And what I like about it too but, is a lot of the designers sometimes put the mouth too high, the mouth too low. With it being magnetic, I can put it exactly where I want to give it that just right cute proportioning that you and I like. Yes, I agree. Huh. And and as a super side note, I actually, if you scroll through their feed, they have some really cute cube figures as well where they've done like a little ice cube with feet and they've done ones that look like cheese and ice and... What are they? Lola Lai. Very cool. Lai. Great work. I, there's, I feel like we're going to always constantly be finding out about these artists overseas that are doing some amazing things, but we just, we just didn't, didn't know. It's just a shame. It's, so, it's so low run. But you think about it, they are hand casting and hand making all this stuff. My hope is that maybe we shouldn't have talked them up so much so that I could buy one first. <laughs> and then we could talk, talk them up. It stinks because that veggie one is probably my favorite, the yellow one with all the veggies, and it's sold out. Hmm. Where? Maybe I can – you know, one thing I will say, a tip, a pro tip out to there, out to, I guess, to you and other collectors. I have found that a lot of artists, overseas or not, but a lot of up-and-coming artists that are hand-making stuff, while they might make limited sales, a lot of them are really open to making more. So if you see something you really like – I, I just, I guess I'm kind of on the page of it never hurts to reach out. Like they actually have a Facebook page as well. So you could reach out to them through Facebook messenger or DM or whatever. But I found that a lot of times where you think you're not going to be able to get something, they're a lot willing to make more and sell you a piece. So I might reach out on this and just see if somehow, some way they'd be willing to make more. Or, or a lot of times, even for shows like BTS, um, there have been times where I know people are hunting for them. And I always just say, just contact the artist because it's very possible they'll set one aside from you. And a lot of times they will. They're like, oh, yeah, you're interested. Awesome. I'll definitely save you one. So never hurts. Oh, that chocolate one's great. I'm just seeing that one for the first time. I They're all good. Okay, one more thing that I think fits our semi-cute our cute likings that I want to talk about. And I'm curious what you think you're familiar with T9G and the Rangius character, right? Yes. So Rangius, and I don't know, he's Rangius, Rangius, but it is typically produced as it's this very heavily detailed Kaiji kind of monster. Um, you might be familiar with it through the VAG series. They've done some chibi versions through that. There's also been a lot of collaborations of Rangiish and Byron, and even an Instinct toy with Rangion and all that. But anyway, I saw a post. They have sculpted a new cutified version called Rangiish Junior that's going to be sold at the Little Hut booth, and it's absolutely adorable. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Have you? Is there a link for this? It is. It's in. If you go to T9G's Instagram account, you can actually see the behind the scenes sculpt and the final piece. Okay, hold on. Um, the, the Instagram is XT9GX. 
but it's it's much more simplistic and smooth and the face is cuter it's kind of got a laboo-boo-esque mouth and the eyes remind me a bit of Teresa chiba's dude this is awesome you like it i really like it yeah the, so the, cool. the the rangiest in the past never appealed to me because it was heavily sculpted had a more monster appeal and this is this appeals to me greatly this is like this is something george will look at says that's just smooth and dumb took all the detail out of it but now it appeals to me way more i'm look. i'm watching the video of it on instagram and what i'm kind of you know what's kind of weird what so there's some like detailing blobbiness and whatnot on the head but the body doesn't have it so it almost looks like two different toys like the head you could just pop that off and almost feels like it's a different creature on someone else's body all right i'm I'm covering it up with my hand to visualize i get what you're saying there's this sort of scallopy detail at the bottom of the head and you're right i mean i could see popping it off the body and it could be like a little blobby dude on its own but I still really like it. I I think you, you make a point maybe seeing some of that blobby detail carried into the body, but I like how it's very simplistic. It's just, it's adorable. It's, no, it's a great translation. I love this. This is fantastic. And I was trying to find it, but if you, if you're looking at the T9G, you can see that they're going to do a pink colorway and um, the final piece that's promoted in the the links that Popmart posted to WeChat, it's actually going to have color as well. There's going to be some green sprays. I was going to try to find it so I could show it with you easily, but it's basically the... Here, I'll just send this to you real quick. It's too big for you, though. Up. It is... It is bigger... Because there is a picture where you can see it in hand, and you're right. It is larger than I'd prefer. You know what I think would be a really cool application for this? Would be VAG. They've done <laughs> VAG series. But, oh, my God, could you picture this as a vinyl or gotcha? It'd be perfect. Yeah, no, it, it would be perfect. It's probably in the works. It is larger than I'd prefer, but I still really, really like it. I could see myself getting one. I just sent you on Hangouts uh, the picture with the color applied so you could see it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. And again, I like it. because they only did the paint on the head, it does feel like this weird creature took over someone else's body. Kind of like symbiosis, that sad salesman. And this kind of feels like a head took over a body. I, I see what you're saying. It could be an interesting play for them to create different heads hmm. for the body. Hmm. I like that. But it's fun. I like it a lot, too. Very nice. Okay. So digging into stuff that uh, I think we should definitely touch on that may not be, I guess, in our cute wheelhouse, but are really fantastic. One piece that I saw was actually promoted on Vinyl Pulse. I saw it on their Instagram page. There's this really cool detailed sculpture that's going to be at BTS. And, okay, when I first read it, so the, the, the sculpt is named You Will Not Certainly Die, and I've not, not, I cannot figure out the name of the artist and how to say it because it looks like Toby to me. But then when you go to their Instagram, 
I don't know if it's supposed to be T obey or Tobey, or is it instinct toy style and it's to obey? This this is so we've talked about this before, where this is LA story style and artists trying to be too fancy with their damn names. So it's spelled lowercase T, capital O, lowercase B, lowercase E, lowercase Y. I don't know how you would pronounce that. I want to say it's probably to obey. But on his Instagram account, even getting fancier, the T is supposed to be a cross. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's I, say Tobey. I, I want to go with two obey instinct toy style. It sounds weird to say Toby, but that was my first instinct. So anyway, I'm going to go with two, two obey. But anyway, so there's this. I'm glad you were able to pull it up. So there's this piece, and I'm a dummy. I won't lie. When I first saw this, like out of the corner of my eye, what you see is a monochromatic nude woman biting an apple and this figure wrapping around it. And when I first saw it, I thought it was Snow White biting an apple. And then like the thing around it was like evil smoke or evil, evil creature or whatever. But right. when you dig into the details and the artist, you realize it's actually got kind of a religious spin to it. And it's based <laughs> off of Adam and Eve. <laughs> I cannot believe you did not see that right away. I did it. I looked at it and I was like, oh, Apple, Snow White. And then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Oops, that's not it. So it's it's actually. Um, it's, it's this is like totally playing on the whole. forbidden fruit, the snake, yeah. Adam and Eve thing. Yeah. But it's it's a very cool sculptural piece in the way this. So it's actually a snake. It's not like creepy smoke or anything. But. It's a very cool aesthetic with the way it winds up around. It's got a really cool gloss finish to it where the rest of the figure is matte. And it's really well done. Yeah, no, it's it's very nice. And I think what I find most appealing is what you're saying. The girl in the center is a matte monochromatic feel and the black snake around it is high gloss. And that yeah. contrast works really really well with this it's a it's a really nicely done sculpture it's got great silhouetting great form there's some storytelling in there yeah this is nice yeah. I mean, i've never heard of it's a korean artist to obey all one yeah. word yes and i like too how they included the gloss on the apple too so it kind of connects the dots there a bit yeah between the snake and the apple but What's what's interesting though when you look at it, Gary, um, and There's you kind of read the details, huh? There's some nip. There is a little nip. I thought the arm. I saw the other angle, so I thought maybe the arm was covering the nip, but no. There's some booty as well. Oh, nice. But the the thing the thing that's interesting is when you read up on it um, through Vinyl Pulse, it doesn't say a producer. And I'm wondering, do you think it's self-produced? Probably. It's made in, is it made in resin? Do you think it's like Colas where they're doing it all on their own? Seems like it. There's really not much info here. But if that's self-produced, that is a killer self-production because it is really clean. It's really, really nicely done. But as far as information, it's pretty vague. Okay. There, I will say I'm perusing the comments, and someone asked, can we purchase in the U.S.? And the artist commented back and said, I have a plan to release it to America next year. Hmm. So, more to come. Okay. Um, but 
related to kind of this sort of sculptural, uh, I guess, toy approach, there's an artist or company, I'm not even sure if it's one or the other, but something, someone we haven't talked about yet that I feel like we should definitely cover. Have you heard of Sank Toys? I have. I just, I can't picture what they've done though. So their Instagram is just Sank Toys, S-A-N-K. And they, okay. I feel like they, they, they're up and coming and I. These are the deep sea diver ones that I've been seeing around. A bunch of different variety of like deep sea divers wearing the big metal antique diving helmets. You know, I've really, in my head, wanted to call it a sea astronaut. And (laughs) it's not what it is, but it's it's kind of what it reminds me of. But yes, it's that sort of vintage deep sea diver approach. They have this sort of more sculptural effect, more distressed look, but they kind of have a variety of stuff they release. So they've got everything from soft vinyl up to resin, up to these really large sculptural pieces. So the the more standard figure that you're probably looking at on their feed, where it's just a simple boy standing with the helmet, they call Little Sank or Sank the Child. But then they also have these larger pieces. Um, one of the ones they're going to have a BTS is called Gone with the Wind. But I'm looking at that now. That's it, crazy. Oh, so cool. It's the, the, there's like this, I don't know, feather, I guess, coming off of the diver helmet, but it's really long and extended and very flowy. And that's the base of the piece. So the diver is upside down and floating in the air. That's really it's nice. It's so cool. And they've You're, done. Now that you said astronaut, I can't not see it as an astronaut. <laughs> I'm it's not a seeing this. In, it is, but I'm not. I just the way he's floating in the air on that one that gone with the wind. I, I just, I know he, you know, took a photo of it on a teal water like background, but I, I just see an astronaut floating in space. It, it's honestly kind of a, and maybe it's intentional. It's almost kind of a merger of the two worlds. Maybe. But it's it's a very it's very very cool. And the other thing that's interesting is they're actually doing a custom show at BTS. So that little Sank figure, they've pulled in a bunch of customizers, a lot that we know. So um, Uncle Studio and MP Gotheron and um, JFO, uh, Jason Forbes, who does the different um, customs with light included. Mm-hmm. He did these really cool Sank lights where the helmet is lit from inside nice. and they've got like the like LED lit base. So um, that's kind of cool to see them pulling a bunch of artists we're familiar with and doing a custom show at BTS for their figures. Yeah. These are nice. Yeah. People, if they, you don't know Sank toys, I think um, definitely worth looking at. And um, there's some really cool pieces. They even have little um, cube animals too. So like cubified ocean animals, like a dolphin and a shark a whale. Yeah, those are the ones I think I recognize their name from. And the, oh my god, I just saw a reference photo of Gone with the Wind in that sort of, so it's going to be in that green patina style. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's massive, Gary. I just I, saw oh, the one next to the, the Pepsi can? Yes, yeah. oh my god, this is huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's 14 large. centimeter by 17 centimeter by 40 centimeter? that what it is it's huge it's like you think about uh sideshow collectibles and the giant like spider-man statues or whatever they have at sdcc it reminds me of that it's huge 
So what else? Instinct Toy will be there. Um, I think the the thing that uh, we're kind of getting back into cute a little bit, but they have a new fluffy character they teased last October actually, and it's their signature uh, kind of you know eyes and the face with the triangle teeth. It's actually the little character that's imprinted on the back of Mucky's. Um, it's the same face you see on King Corpse and Kaiju Killer. Like, it's, But they created a new character called Fluffy for it. It's just like a little fluff ball. So it's like a, a fuzzy little little guy with a cute little face on it. It's, it's adorable. Is this a miniseries? No. Blind Box series? A, no, no. It's just a character. So they... You know, but it's a series. Eyes, it says series one in like several different colorways. Maybe. I don't think it is. You know, we've looked at, remember when we talked about the instinct toy and the small stuff they make. And sometimes they say series, but really it's not a series, but I could be wrong. I don't know, hmm. but that'll be there. That's fun. What else? Uh, you know, I'm not a pin collector, but right now I'm looking at the enamel pins that sets that uh, Pop Mart's going to be doing for BTS. They're three enamel pin box sets so three enamel pins to a box set and they're all kind of themed just like everything else they do so there's a Labubu carnival series there's a pucky space one and then there's a molly one which is really cute it's a little train series so each care each enamel pin is a little train car so if you put them all together it may like form a train it's really cool oh that sounds cute yeah, you should the look at the presentation for these. They're like I said, the outside of the box is really nicely themed to match the art, but also there's an insert that's a printed insert that goes inside the box behind the pins, and so they're themed as well. So like for the Labubu Carnival series, it's kind of like a silhouette oh. of some rides and stuff in the background. It's a really nice presentation. You know, enamel pins are usually just attached to business cards, so this is a nice presented box set. It's cool. Yeah, it was like the theme backer cards in the boxes. Mm-hmm. That train one is really cute. I w- it'd be fun to see them do the train, but with other characters. Yeah, where you just keep on adding on to it. Oh, oh, that's a toy idea right there, Gary. It's been done. It has? Yeah, Kid Robot did one like, oh man, eight, ten years ago. I actually have it. It was a blind box series. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was single artist. And each blind box contained a train car. It had like a creature uh, in each train car. If you got the whole series, it formed a long train. It was awesome. Okay. They need to bring that back because that's awesome. That needs to be a thing. Oh my God. Imagine if Pop Mart did it, but they uh, did like a mixed artist series. So it was Molly and the Boo Boo and Pucky and Seder Rory and Fluffy House or whatever. But they took the main characters and they were each in like a little car and you can make a giant train out of it how about unboxing friends instead of another sitting oh. series you could do another train series yes oh or thimble stump <laughs> oh or even your stuff or just like oh i don't know oh i'm so excited about this idea give me, give me the money please. give me the money i'll do it i'll have a whooper oh, looper a like hermes a sylvan even your toy to- toydom like the fact that you kind of did a collab there, it reminds me of that. Like, I, I, oh, imagine being able to pull in like all these different artists in the scene and put their little characters and you could have series two and it connects to series one. And, ah, why has no one done this? It's like I said, so it's been done in a miniseries like 10 years ago. That was forever ago. And I don't even know about it. So no one, no one fresh to the scene and probably knows about it either. I want it to exist again, but with like artists. 
it, it would be fantastic in a mixed artist series. That oh, would be so really cool. cool. It even reminds me a bit of Eric's at Salesman's symbiosis. And I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there with the little swappable heads to go further with it and create, like if you buy the base body, but then he just sells packets of new heads that are collaboration with other artists, like little whooper loopers or, oh my gosh, I don't know. The sky's the limit. But that's another area. Eric, make it happen. Oh, these things need to exist, Gary. I'm excited. Get excited with me. Have some pep. I want to hear a woohoo. <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> there we go. Yahoo! My, kid, my kids are in my house now probably wondering what the hell dad is doing. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I found that series I was talking about. It's, it was by Kid Robot, and it's called Rolling Stock. And the artist was Kid Acne. Yeah. Rolling Stock. I got to look this up because I've never heard of it. I've never seen this. It's older. I mean, this is. Oh, the, the giraffe is fun. What's the date on this? 2009, it's, so 10 years ago. And that was before I. Yeah, that was. Before I got into this. Yeah, like this. Yes. But do it again. Cross artist. This is cute. These are fun. These are these are fun little designs. Yeah, I have I a series. I got to dig it out of a box. It's, it's... Which one do you have? I got them all. You have the whole thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see pics. How have I not seen you post those? Because uh, it was probably on like a show. Because it's so long. It was probably on a, a different shelf. This is fun. Okay, now now I'm I'm stuck on this idea. Someone somewhere needs to do this. This is cool. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Okay, real quick, one more last BTS thing. I know we've been talking for a while, but you had brought up Toy Zero Plus earlier. We were talking about different licensed characters and whatever. But I thought they were doing kind of a fun thing with one of their releases at BTS. We had talked about it a while ago. They have this character, uh, Lulu the pig. And then we were talking about it a while ago, CC story. And they were selling them in the different like spam cans, Mm -hmm. but they're releasing an extra large version of BTS. So it's a large flocked pig. But what I think is kind of fun is if you buy any Lulu, the piggy cam product, that's, um, I guess at least 300 RMB, they're going to give you a scratch card. And the scratch card is like a free little lottery ticket. And when you scratch it, you get a free, like a free little extra. Awesome. So they have, yeah, so they have little stickers and washi tape and badges, just fun little freebies. But it's like a lottery style. And I just, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh man, I wish we did more things where you sell it and you get a little something and you get scratch it and, Get a little extra goodie. Kids love that stuff. My kids love scratching off that little gray circle on lottery tickets. Yes. That's fun. It's very it's very satisfying, isn't it? It's just nice to have something a little extra, a little playability to something. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun little concept. And you can actually win something. What, what can they yeah, win again? So they say you can, um, they have a Lulu tattoo sticker. Lulu badge and Lulu washi tape. Now, is this something that you can only win if you're on site at a convention and they hand you on the spot? Like if you pull, this isn't something you get online and have to mail in for it, is it? 
No, I doubt it. I, I think it's specific to BTS. So okay. like an event exclusive kind of fun thing, which makes sense. And, it, you know, it's just something fun for the attendees. So, I mean, you think about any booth, like you go up and, you know, buy. Something. I like this more than the coin collecting thing. I like the kind of raffle yeah. playability of this. I like the... I really like the idea of it potentially winning like this really big grand prize. Maybe you win a prototype or something that's extremely limited Ooh, colorway yeah. of something. Yeah, that's I like this idea. Really, uh, that's a fun idea to have like a hidden rare prize amongst them. So everyone wins something, but there's a rare few that will win something even cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I like want it. it. <laughs> Let's wrap yeah, it up. We've that. talked a lot. Yes, we we got we we can bring the we got I feel like at the end don't you feel like we got a little mojo back? Uh yeah. I think what it is is when you're not talking toys with me. I don't really talk to many other people. When you're not talking toys with me, I'm kind of out of sight, out of mind. So when you and I are doing what we're doing, I get more interested. So yeah, we just so we just need to communicate more. Stop your I'm working. <laughs> Tell your work, hey, I'm, I'm a 40-hour-a-week gal. It's not just been work, but I hear you. Okay, I'm the key to your mojo. <laughs> and you're the key to mine. Okay. All right, Mojo All right, Jojo, let's wrap this up. Good talking with you. Yeah, it's good to catch up. We got to keep this trainer rolling. And the train could be a cool train. Oh, my God, we should create a Marsham train toy where it's you, me, and George in them. Ooh. <laughs> With the little alien at the front driving. Oh, that's good. Oh, or instead of a train, since it's space themed, maybe it's somehow like a spaceship. A space train. And the beginning is our little mascot, and then it's us riding behind it. Uh... That's good. Yeah. Nobody would buy it, but we could probably just have one sculpted up for us. Just a a one-off. That we can give away and then never give away. Well, we would want we would all want one. And then did I ever ship the? Did you ever get me the address of the winner of the super plastic prediction pool you thing? Never, you never gave Brian his prize. Did, did you, you ever? Did get you give Tom? me his address? No, I kind of handed it off to you. I think. Well, I need we his address. Out. I need to message Brian. Did you ever give Kyle his prize for winning the the uh, poll? Kyle said he didn't need a prize. Winning was enough. Man, we really have lost our mojo. Sorry, Brian. Oops. All right. Okay. Give me his address and I'll get him something out in the mail. Oh, whoever's going to BTS, have fun. Post lots of pictures. We'll be looking from afar. But it looks awesome. All right. Let's wrap this up. Where can people find you, Teresa? Yep. People can find me on Instagram, tmhawk24. I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at superham.com or Gary Ham on Instagram. We're getting our mojo back. We're going to try to keep doing this as much as we can. As much as we can. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. <laughs>